Welcome to Leaving a Legacy, a podcast focusing on the legacy format and the New England magic experience with your host, Adrian. I, and I think Tin Fins is just, um, it could, maybe it's crack. And Jerry. I'm going to say two things to you right now, and they're going to contradict each other. Now we take you to the Red Room, where round one pairings have been posted. We're back. How's it going, everyone? Sorry for the week-long absence, but me and Adrian are here going strong. I hope you guys are ready for a new episode of Leaving a Legacy. <laughs> How you doing today, Adrian? I'm doing good. How you doing, Jerry? Oh, doing good. Uh, I'm, I missed it. Two weeks away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, neither one of us was here last week. You weren't here the week before that, and... Yeah, I like how uh, you just kept referring to me in past tense uh, when you had Bob on. Uh, oh, yeah, also, big thanks to Bob for filling in for me, but just kept referring to me in past tense, but never told anyone why I wasn't there. So people were like, what happened to Jerry? Did he, <laughs> did he like, fall in front of his neighbor's snowblower? Uh, <laughs> Jerry bits. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, last couple weeks we've had uh, some internet problems, but looks like we're pretty much all set and put together now. Yeah, if my problems were only internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, there uh, we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so now, dude, this is, uh, I, we, I moved the little math lab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking, I like it. It's pretty slick. Um, Very nice. Got a new man cave. Something like that. I got, uh, I got all my shit, my printer and fucking computer screens and all sorts of shit, so I'll, Getting comfortable and uh, just really, I, I really fucking missed playing Legacy this week. And then when I got down there, I, I realized how much I really fucking missed playing to that. I know. Luckily, I finally got a chance to play. Uh, you, you stopped in, said hello. Uh, finally, did Eric get his play mat? No, I haven't seen Ari yet, but I will. I will give that to him. I have it sitting in my bag. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I got a chance to get down to that seat, play a little Legacy. Finally got to put together the, uh, the, I don't even know what to, the Cloud Knot, Phyrexian Dreadnought Cloud Form deck, Manifest. Yep. Uh, didn't go that well. <laughs> Just, uh, uh, my matchups for the day were Miracles, Miracles, Bug, <laughs> Miracles. <laughs> uh, the Bug match went okay, and the Miracles matches went terrible. Really? Yeah, it's it's very much a 50-50 toss-up with that deck cuz you know, 90% of the deck is the same. Yeah, I noticed I was watching I was watching paint dry with one of your matches. Yeah, yeah, so it's it the deck's very similar to Miracles and I definitely felt like my lack of experience with the Miracles style decks uh definitely led to my downfalls. In all three of the Miracles matchups I lost because uh there was just a fight over a countertop lock and I lost all three fights. So there was, uh, you know, one of the I was standing with one of the guys watching one of your matches versus Miracles, and he mentioned something. And you know, I can't say you're in the middle of the game anyway. Um, <laughs> but you had uh, so your opponent had, and all right, well, I don't know if you're, well, yeah, you must have remembered the game anyway. I don't know if you remember the game yeah. I was watching, but so 
It was long. You had detention sphere on his counterbalance. He had counterbalance and top down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also had engineered explosives down. Oh, uh, I remember that game. Yeah, it was really complicated engineered explosives actions because there was no way for me to use the engineered explosives to destroy his stuff without destroying my detention sphere, which just gives him his lock back. So it was literally a catch twenty two board state. It wasn't because I mean you had uh, you had engineered explosives at zero. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at zero? Yeah, it looked, I mean, there was no dice on it or anything. Oh, okay, that one, yeah, that was um, as a hedge against... Uh, Entreat the Angels. Entre- exactly. Yeah, so, you know, we were watching, and it looked like you could have just popped the EE at zero, put Academy Ruins to put it back on top, cast it again for, like, seven or six or whatever, and then get rid of his counterbalance. Yeah, the problem with that, though, is I knew he had the Entreat the Angels on top, because, oh, yeah, he had, um, he had, fl- uh, you know, flipped it to counter one of my spells. He must and, have fetched, because when I was looking at him, it wasn't there. Oh, uh, really? Uh, he, he, he did bluff, he did bluff pretty well. Um, okay, alright. Yeah, so that's why there was no opportunity that I, at least I could see with my limited information, right, right. where I could pop the EE in order to, you know, get the lock off the board without exposing myself to just getting entreated out. Yeah, I find Miracles to be a strange match to play against because I always assume what's on top of their deck, and, and then when I see somebody else play it, I realize that the top three cards of that deck really aren't that good most of the time. Yeah, it's always more impressive being on the other side of a countertop lock than when you have the countertop lock. Like, when you're playing against the countertop lock, it feels like no matter what, they have the, the, the convert answer. cast. Yeah, exactly, but... Uh, what I, in my experience, I find three is usually the magic number. They have very few spells that cost three. Unless they play click. Yeah. Y- yeah, well that, even so, it's like, it's usually one or two clicks, and then two entreat the angels. And then other than that, there's nothing else that really costs three, unless they're running a one of, uh, Council's Judgment, which a couple of them do. Okay, yep. But yep. even so, that's only like five, five-ish cards. Right, right, like, out, of, out of 60. Yeah, yeah so probability-wise, three is your best bet. Or Abrupt Decay. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, all, all Sunday I'm just like, should have played Bug. Should have played Bug. <laughs> well, yeah. at least you get, at least you get to play the deck and you get to play it. How many rounds were there? There was, there was 31 people. Yeah, there's 31 people, great turnout. Um, uh, there was five rounds, but I dropped after four because it had started snowing and I was 0-3 and 1, so, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna just beat the snow home, but it was good to play some paper magic again. Yeah, and you got four rounds in with the deck anyway. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, the, it was brutal with the Snowstorm because both the Cloud Knot deck and then the Painter Servant deck I, are definitely fun decks I want to get some more, you know, local tournaments out of, but we're getting into a uh, major tournament season, so I just sleeved up uh, Bob's uh, Delver, Bug Delver deck. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, was, I was looking at it. I don't have the Dark Confidence to put that together. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I... I'm not a huge fan of playing Delver. Like, I mean, well, <laughs> Delver, yeah. like, Delver has to go into a combo deck for me to play. <laughs> mm, I don't know how that works, but okay. Actually, no, I've, I've actually done it when, when, so when the cards were first put out, I was actually playing against um, this guy, Pat, who was playing Enchantress, and I was attacking him with a Delver, and then, he, you know, after sideboard, we did game two, and... I only had Delver in the deck just as some sort of a blue card that was a threat because it was a blue Omni Show deck, and it just had Delver. 
Because, like, most of, the, most of it was just instants and sorceries. And right. I just put it together, and, like, game two, I show and tell on Omniscience, and I start, you know, wish, I don't know, wishing or whatever the hell I was doing. <laughs> I got Petals of Insight. He's like, what was the Delver for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that before, too, with Reanimator. They'll run, like, a uh, Grixis Delver Young Pyromancer deck that uh, transformational sideboards into Reanimator because... Um, all the reanimates and brainstorms and stuff go really well with Delver and Young Pyromancer as well. It's just, you know, setting up your win the game combo so you can win either way and, you know, has a way to fight around graveyard hate. Yeah. Um, usually though, Delver doesn't go into combo decks. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I guess sometimes it works. You could brew whatever the hell you are. Yeah. But, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the Cloud Knot deck. I still have it put together on Magic Online, so I played a lot on there. Uh, you know, much better win percentage online when I'm not versing miracles every round. Mm. Um, I did, though, get to manifest Dreadnought and beat face, so, you know, achievement unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It brought, a smi- it brought a smile to my opponent's face, which I appreciated. <laughs> you know, I gotta tell you, I, I, I had to, like, really bite my, my lip, cause, you know, you were playing against the, that miracles deck, and, um, you cast Torpor Orb, and, and, yeah. he, and he kind of scratched his head for a <laughs> He's second. Like, what? And, and he, he countered it, but like my thought, my thought was, what's Jerry doing? Is he just trying to like hedge against Click and Snapcaster? <laughs> and then it dawned on me, and I'm like, oh yeah. And then, but like I had to. That's what fight. he thought too. He thought I was trying because he was running the Stoneforge Mystic version. Okay. So he thought I was just trying to get his Stoneforge and Clicks, and he's just like, I don't. Think this is an issue, but I'm scared, so I'm gonna counter it anyways. Yeah, but and, like I'm, I'm. But as soon as I <laughs> realized, I remembered you were playing Phyrexia <laughs> Dreadnought, and I had to like bite myself from saying, "Oh yeah," because yep. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to give it <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> well, the best part is, is uh, the deck runs two Academy Ruins, so he countered the th- uh, uh, Toper Orb. So I just Academy Ruins it on top, mm-hmm. and I have Phyrexian, I have Phyrexian Dreadnought in my hand the whole time, which is why I Enlightened Tutored for it. Okay. Um, played Torpor Orb again, he's like, okay, fine, you can have it this time. And then I cast Dreadnought, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, so that's what it's for. <laughs> and he countertops the Dreadnought, I Academy Ruins it on top again, he counters it again, I Academy Ruins it on top, play it again, this time it finally sticks, I swing in, put him at six, and then before I untap to finish him off, he entreats the angels. Ugh. So yeah, so a little bit of a brutal, but I mean, it was it was definitely a fun match. Mm-hmm. So and you, so out of the four rounds, how many times did you play miracles? Uh three out of the four. Jeez. Drew with one, lost to two, and then I lost to uh, Bug Delver. Um, he was just a. It would, the Bug Delver matches were really quick. That's usually a pretty good matchup, but he just was able to uh, stick Delvers really early, and I couldn't deal with them. Okay. Oh, okay. I think I know the deck you're talking about then, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that one was a toss-up. And, I mean, it, it was also I kind of versed Bug late in the day, and, you know, once you're already 0-2, your your morale goes down, so you play a little sloppy and <laughs> not not playing at your tip-top conditions. That's unfortunate. Yeah, what can you do? It was fun. I'm going to pick the deck back up again uh, a little later, but definitely got to get the reps in with uh, Bug Delver. You know, next week I'm going down to Pennsylvania for the uh, Dual Lands tournament at uh, Tales of Adventure. So, yeah, if anyone's going with that, hit me up. I'll be wearing uh, my heavy meta uh, sweatshirt. But, yeah, they're doing a 40 Black Border German Dual Land tournament. So uh, I've been talking to Bob on uh, on the social medias, mm-hmm. 
uh, asking him about Bug Delver, so I'm going to run that. You know, I've had my most success with that, and you know, in practice, so I'm uh, hoping to win a win a couple German dual lands. Is Bob heading down there too? Uh, I got to ask him. I'm not sure if well, he would be heading up. Um, not sure if he's going to be there. But after that, you know, there's uh, Star City Games Worcester, Star City Games uh, Providence right around the corner, too. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of pretty big legacy tournaments coming up in the, uh, you know, New England area. Well, SCG Providence isn't legacy. Oh, they'll do the legacy side. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, even if it's not, like, legacy featured, they still have the 5K legacy event, which is usually the biggest legacy event in the general area for some time. Usually if I can go play some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So definitely want to, you know, get in tip top condition with the deck I feel I'm going to do the best with. And that's definitely Delver. Uh, it's one, Bug Delver's won me a couple dual lands in the past. Hopefully it'll win me a couple more in the future. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm still, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still balking at fucking Dark Confidence and Tarmogoyce. They just. I would hold off on the Tarmogoyce because I'm, I really wouldn't be surprised if they're in Modern Masters too. I really wouldn't be surprised if they're in the last corset. That too, yeah, that too. I keep saying the last corset. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, <laughs> they may or may not do it in Modern Masters, and and but like, if they wanted to push out the last corset, I think that's where you put in Tarmogoyf. But again, like most of that's, I'm, I'm not building decks on what might exist. I'm building decks on what exists. Right. Speaking know. of reprints, though, uh, did you see the Force of Will reprint? rumor that blew up the internet today. That's yeah, fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. It's already come out as a fake, so not to... Uh... Of course it's a fake. Yeah. I mean, it's a really convincing fake, though. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. If it wasn't convincing fake, everyone wouldn't have bought into it at first. What do you mean? People always get excited on fucking stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, they get excited, but they still... It took a while for it to be proven a fake. It wasn't like... <laughs> took me ten seconds! <laughs> okay, well, not not everyone's Adrian. <laughs> it was still at, like, they got original art, you know, it was lined up, it was, you know, really... What do you mean, well, they, do you mean they got original art? It's an art that's not, like... It's art that looks like it would fit into Dragons of Tarkir. Okay. Like, it's... It's it looks like magic art. Like you would see this, and sure. I wouldn't be surprised if they found like art that wasn't used or art that was supposed to be for like a dual deck or something that never made the run, and they use that. But it's basically a picture of a blue dragon, you know, flying, yeah. flying, and then like a spell coming at it, and the dragon like back slapping the spell. It just it looks very. It looks like it fits. Like it, you could easily like, easily it see like, it before so well. It looks like a. a Fucking dragon version of the modified judge promo. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a judge promo, but with a dragon instead of a human. So yeah. that's why, you know, it had the little subtle, you know, tip of the hat to past references that it looks like, okay, I could honestly see them doing it in this fashion. Um, but unfortunately, it was a fake. You know, I believe, you know, Proxy Guy came out and said that the uh, kerning was wrong on the uh, letters. Yeah, the text, and- wasn't, the text was too blurred. Mm-hmm. You know, and even the thing was is like it could look fucking phenomenal and like it could actually it could have looked one hundred percent legit, but they're not gonna do it for modern. Yeah, I mean, well, that was kind of the general consensus on Twitter is that it would be fine if it went into standard or wouldn't really do much in standard. And modern half the people were saying modern needs force will and the other half were saying it would destroy modern. Modern doesn't need force will. Honestly, well, like, 
I would be fine if Modern, if they printed Force of Will and Wasteland and Unbanned Brainstorm, I would play Modern. <laughs> but that basically just turns it into Legacy. Uh, no. No, because, I mean, you shock yourself in fucking Modern. You don't shock yourself. You, you shock yourself in Modern playing lands. You don't do that in Legacy. Right. Yeah, that's the other big difference. It's just, it's a slightly slower version of uh, Legacy because people are playing tap lands. And I think because of that, I mean, like, again, I really, I don't play Modern. I have fucking, very fucking little interest in Modern. But, um, you know, because you're shocking yourself playing lands, Burn's always going to be a good fucking deck. <laughs> like, yeah. If, if, if you don't like it, fucking play Legacy. Well, that was, that was like the Pro Tour. Half the pros were playing Burn at Modern. Yeah, because the other half were playing Shocklands. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I'd be playing Burn, too. Yeah. Uh, crack a fetch Shockland? Okay, Vexing Devil, Vexing Devil. <laughs> Fuck you. This is awesome. Yeah, but I mean, the fact that people got so excited about it, I think, shows that people really do want uh, Force Will to come out in a reprint, because it's not on the reserve list. No, there's of course, no, there's no, nothing preventing it. Wizard, yeah, nothing preventing them to do it than, you know, Wizard's own decision-making process. Well, the, yeah, I mean, the thing is, even, as far as I understood it, too, in Alliance's Force of Will was fucking garbage. You know, it's just it just happens that in a format where you can have a turn one combo deck, you actually end up needing to survive through a Force of Will. Well, from what I understand, Force of Will was never garbage. You know, people, when it was first came out, people recognized it as card disadvantage and didn't think it was so good, but people still played it because sure. the turn one killed card back then was Black Lotus Channel Fireball. No. Oh, okay, well, you're talking... All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're years apart in those two sets. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that that was, like, the original turn one, but people were still playing it when Force of Will came out. Mm-hmm. That never really went away. No, it's just... It's... it's uh, anyway, I don't want to get into the fucking Force of Will debate. <laughs> into vintage debates and medits from years ago. Yeah, I mean, the reality is they fucking show us somebody got all fucking excited about it, and then it just isn't fucking getting printed, so it's not really worth the discussion. Like, it's it, even if they even if they reprinted it, Force of Will still Force of Will. Like, mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't change anything. You know, it may change the price, but whatever. Yep, definitely. Well... Speaking of reprints of fake cards, we, there were actually some real reprints, uh, or not reprints, uh, spoilers coming out for dragons. Have you seen any of those yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're actually making Elder Dragons, which is pretty fucking interesting. Yeah, coming out with a new cycle of Elder Dragons. Yeah, they, I'll never see those in Legacy. <laughs> um, well, what I'm thinking is, yeah, you're right, you're probably never going to see them in Legacy. What I'm thinking, though, is one, maybe two of them might be good enough to make it into Reanimator. You think so? Yeah, well, I mean, Reanimator's always looking for one of utility creatures. Yeah. You know, like Grave Titan. Iona. Iona. Sire of Insanity. Yeah, Sire of Insanity. Yeah, exactly. Sire of Insanity wasn't too long ago. It hasn't caught on as mainstream, but there are definitely... If a Reanimator player plays Sire of Insanity against me, I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. So there's always a chance that whenever they're printing splashy, beefy, expensive creatures, there's always a chance that they're going to print one that goes right into Reanimator. Okay. You know, you can only run four Grizzlebrands. You need to find four to five other creatures to fill those slots. Why, do you need to kill somebody with Grizzlebrand and four other creatures? Well, yeah, I mean, the Reanimator... <laughs> Reanimator runs eight slots, eight creature slots, and you can only run four Grizzlebrands, so you need some other ones to fill it in. 
Yeah, uh, but it only takes three hits from a Grizzlebrand. Yeah, but sometimes Grizzlebrand gets surgical extraction, or sometimes, you know, sometimes Grizzlebrand's I, not... Yeah, they're, they're, I, I always look at it like Elish Noin isn't enough, except unless you're playing against elves. Yeah, I mean, Elish Noin, there are, but that's the other thing, is sometimes Grizzlebrand isn't the right choice. Like, if you're playing against Merfolk, you want to go for Iona, because Merfolk doesn't have an answer to Iona. Yes, Same. they do. What? Ethervile. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if their ethervile is their plan, they're definitely having a hard time because oh, yeah, because they're getting beat for seven. Every yeah, they're getting beat for seven exactly. <laughs> but they, but like you have to. I, I guess I don't know, man. I haven't actually. You know, I've played Merfolk and I've played Reanimator, but I haven't played Merfolk against Reanimator. Yeah, I, I guess maybe time. the the better example is Burn. If you're playing Burn, you get Iona. Yeah. Because yep. that's just flat out you win the game. Yeah. Uh, one though that looks interesting is the Dragon Lord. I don't even know how to Colagan. Mm-hmm. Colagan. Okay. <laughs> Four black red. He's a six five flying haste. Other creatures you control have haste. Whenever an opponent casts a creature or planeswalker spell with the same name as a card in his or her graveyard, that player loses ten life. So yeah, that's gonna be. Would you say that's phenomenal for EDH? Yeah, I mean. Why? <laughs> Someone up <it's>, format. <laughs> Oh, well, you tricked me. You tricked me. I'm thinking Legacy, though. Like, that, that's like border, borderline, it, not really good enough reanimator, but if it's one a little bit better than that, I can, it's just on the cusp. If it was just a little bit oh, better, it would go into reanimator. It was just a little you, bit better. You know what it's good against? Um, uh, Cast a creature or planeswalker spell. Yeah, it's good against the dick bag that's playing relentless rats. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, fuck it. No, I mean it's it it has part of it. I just wish it wasn't in his or her graveyard. If it was just like, if it was in their graveyard or on the field. Now we're talking. If it was any spell that was in their graveyard, then it's go. It would go in. Like if it was. If whenever a player casts a spell that's in their graveyard, that would go into Reanimator because it basically prevents them from casting spells. No, it only prevents them from casting the second copy. All right, yeah, but by the time that comes out, they're probably going to be casting the second. It prevents them from doing brainstorms, counter spells. You know, it comes in, it has haste, so you hit them for six immediately. They're probably lost a couple life off of fetch lands already. So that puts them in a really precarious position if they want to cast that second brainstorm to find an answer for them. Ugh, fucking things but, garbage. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, of course it's garbage because it's only creatures and planeswalkers. If it was any spell, that that would be a little bit better. You know what? I I, I don't uh, I, man, I don't know any of these really. The elder dragons that no. I well, we haven't we haven't seen them all yet. You know, there's still the possibility. It looks like they're all going to be two colors. And six to cast. So, you know, we have the blue, black, the green, white, and the black, red one so far. So, there's still a possibility that we can get a really good one. The blue, black one's interesting, but just not good enough for reanimator. It's flying death touch when it comes into play. You uh, steal a uh, planeswalker or a creature. So that's pretty cool. The green, white one is pretty bad. <laughs> See, uh, and most of like some of these. Uh... You know, the only things I was actually seeing that I thought were cute, and not terribly fucking cute for Legacy, but Anticipate. 
I mean, it's going to be a dragon-themed set. There's going to be a whole bunch of dragons that are going to be expensive and do flashy things. There's going to be at least one that is good enough that someone's going to be like, you know what, that that can go into... Uh, I can cheat that into play for value. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be reanimated. I mean, there's this... I would say yeah, it's the easiest one to do it. I mean, they're too expensive to really go into any other deck. No, if somebody's... I like I said, man. I don't. I don't know. Like I'm not. So far, none of the cards in this set have actually like. The only. All right. So I'll, I'll say it again because I don't know if you actually caught that. Um, the card anticipate. Yeah, I saw that. that's trash. That's trash. Yeah, you're, t- you're talking about this fucking dragon. Oh <laughs> uh, well, at least the dragon isn't a bad version of a card that's already been printed. No, but it's it's anticipate. It's um, a bad impulse. You're right. <laughs> while yeah, sure. Um, but <laughs> imp- in- impulse isn't modern legal, right? Uh, I think it is. No. Let's let's check the interwebs. Um, the other thing I'm actually curious about is these commands that are coming out. But the only thing, like I, so far, I haven't seen anything in this set that's actually gotten me excited. Um, and you know, and maybe it's just because some of these cards are fucking Japanese or foreign languages, and I can't fucking read them. Um, but Narset, the Narset yeah. Transcendent. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Impulse isn't modern legal, but it's a bad version of Serum Visions, anyways. <laughs> well, mo- modern's a bad version of anything. Yeah, me, so. <laughs> it's 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 worse than Serum Visions. Anticipate won't see play, even in modern. But sorry, yeah, Narset is good, but I don't think she's gonna see legacy play. You don't think so? Well, because she competes with Jace. She and competes the, with Jace, but she does... Okay. The um, same decks that would want Narset are the same decks that want Jace, and the de- decks that want Jace don't want eight Jaces. Sure, but let me let me consider this. Jace hits the field at three. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hits the field three turns away from an ultimate that locks out everything but elves yeah that's the thing that she has going for is she starts with six loyalty which is beefy yeah um she but jace can protect himself narset can't jace can bounce a creature narset can't really interact with the board at all uh like plus for those who haven't seen it she's two colors white blue six loyalty Plus one, look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature, non-land card, you may reveal it and put it in your hands. All right, card advantage, I like that. Well, and it's it's a blue-white deck, so it... So, yeah, I'm thinking, like, Miracle Style or exactly. Esper. That's what I'm or thinking. Or Esper, which are also the decks that want to run Jace. Yeah. <laughs> They're the decks that run Jace, as a matter of fact, in, in sure. the meta right now. So- For minus two is really interesting. Whenever you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand this turn, it gains rebound. Mm-hmm. You know... Brainstorm, get a second brainstorm next turn, so I'll share. I wouldn't minus two her off of that. I mean, it's pure card advantage. She's a card advantage machine. Mm-hmm. Like, all she does is draw cards from the top of your library and also uh, make your spells come back again. Mm-hmm. And then her ultimate's good. Your opponents can't cast non-creature spells. Um, it's good, but it doesn't lock them out. I mean, like, Rug Delver will shrug that off. Uh, Bug okay. will shrug that off. Elves, okay. elves laughs at it. <laughs> You're right. Yep. So, I mean, it's okay. annoying for decks, but it's by no means backbreaking the way Jace is, is win the game backbreaking. Sure. All right. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. You got a good point there. So, I mean, she's good. She has 
you know, really good stats. Her plus one and her minus two are, are good. It's just she's competing with Jace the Mind Sculptor, and that is a very hard thing to compete against. Right. Um, but, you know, she's definitely interesting. I could maybe see her as, like, a one-of in the same way that Elspeth is a one-of in some decks, but she's definitely not going to be huge in the Legacy meta. Wow, that shit's fucking weird, huh? What? Uh, this, the Megamorph mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> people have been saying it has the award for, like, worst keyword name ever. <laughs> All it does, like, I haven't actually read the Megamorph, uh, but I, I understand just it's morph, but then you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Or some number of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it's only one, because it looks like it's actually part of the description text. Oh yeah, it is, it's just one. It's just one. That's a that's kind of lazy design. <laughs> that's really lazy design. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, uh, anyway, yeah. So all these cards look like fucking. Uh, they're not garbage. They're Stratus dancers. Fucking cute. If you really yeah, I was just looking at one. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I think I would much rather play the misdirection guy. You know, if Stratus dancer had been printed like ten years ago, it would be counter any spell. Hmm. So. So, but, yeah, so far, spoilers look like fucking dog shit. Okay, come on, they're not that bad. <laughs> There's cool EDH guys like the Shaman of the Forgotten Ways. Yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am to not play EDH. <laughs> <laughs> Add two mana of any combination of colors to your mana pool, spend this ability only to cast creatures, and then it's nine green green, eleven mana. Tap it, each player's life total becomes the number of creatures he or she controls. So, now, some of these things with the dragons that you were talking about, Reanimator... Mm-hmm. What I'm actually curious to see isn't so much, because <clears throat> there's other decks too, you know, and what, what the hell was it? Flare of the Hatebound? Yeah. Like, and fucking suddenly Dredge is like bashing people's fucking heads. When, <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. I didn't really thought about that. There might be something spicy for Dredge. That's, I'm just curious to see, like, if, if Dredge wanted to pull a, is there something that, you know, what... If these dragons actually do see play, what deck is actually going to just make one really look fucking stupid? <laughs> actually, that dragon lord might might also go in a uh, dredge because it, they make a bunch of zombie tokens, then that guy gives them all haste. Well, the cute thing about like the dragon lord is, so whenever an opponent casts a creature or planeswalker spell with, with the same name, mm-hmm. so, alright, what decks in Legacy play creatures and planeswalker spells? You only have it in, there's only certain matchups that that's good against. You know what I mean? That's not good against fucking everything, man. Yeah, but the benefit of it is Legacy creature decks are very concentrated. I was just thinking the cute thing about it is because it's running black, people could just stack a ball therapy and fill in their graveyard to get, oh, well, what's the other card you're gonna cast? You know, like, yeah. oh, Cabal therapy, you fucking brainstorm. Like, just to get it out of your hand, next time you brainstorm, you're taking ten. <laughs> like, well, on up. this one, it's only a creature or planeswalker, so it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. If it was any spell, he'd be right. good. But it's only creatures and planeswalkers. Yes, they're fucking but trash. The benefit is with legacy decks is the creatures are concentrated. People are running four Delver, four Tarmogoyf. So it's <laughs> four Nettle Sentinels, four Heritage Druids. Yeah, like when they when you run creatures in legacy, you run you usually run four of them because they're usually really good. <laughs> so yeah, he has yeah Stoneforge <laughs> Mystic. So he has that going for him that the creature spells are going to be concentrated at least. <laughs> you know what's fucking terrible about that? <laughs> just after having just played Sneak and Show, is that's fucking useless because I just show and tell like Grizzlebrand. I'll sneak attack him. I don't take ten. I didn't cast them. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I so far the dra- Elder Dragon's not the best, but you know, it looks. I think we're getting two, possibly uh, seven more. So I'm hoping we get a good one. Mm. Did you see any of the shit out of Baltimore? Uh, what the SCG? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, before we get that, because okay. I wanted to talk about this when I didn't make the cast two weeks ago, uh, one of my favorite decks, uh, won it, uh, you know, going a little bit back down memory lane, back to February 15th. Holy shit, yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Chen took it down with Food Chain. Hold on a second, where are you? I don't even know. You're like back in February 15th, let me see if I can find a fucking list here. <laughs> Jeez, buddy. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> what IQ in Houston, or the uh, Premier IQ in Houston? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, food chain. Yeah, I was really happy to see this make it because this deck is awesome, and it's one of those decks that, while it's part of the Legacy meta, if you're not entrenched entrenched in Legacy, if you don't play it often, it's easily a deck you could have never seen before. Actually, yeah, we were just talking about this, weren't we? Yeah, this this deck's awesome because it's a lot like Elves in that it's a combo deck that can win out of nowhere, but at the same time it can also be a fair deck that can just beat down. Hmm. Um, so for those who don't know how the combo works, their ideal turn setup is they'll play a Mana Dork turn one, either a uh, Deathrite Shaman or Birds of Paradise because he is splashing black. It's, usually they run a uh, Noble Hierarch. But uh, he's flashing black for Baleful Strikes, which looks wise he did the uh, Birds of Paradise instead. So, ideally, turn one, uh, Mana Dork. Turn two, Food Chain, which is an enchantment. Uh, Two colors and a green. Remove a creature card you control from the game. Add X mana of any color to your mana pool, where X is the remove creature's converted mana cost, plus one. This mana may be spent only to play creature spells. So, play Food Chain, turn two. Turn three, they follow up with Mist Hollow Griffin, which is the uh, two colors, two blue, three three uh, flying creature that can be cast from exile. So you exile Mist Hollow Griffin with Food Chain. You make five mana, cast the Mist Hollow Griffin again um, using four of the mana. You exile it again, and you get infinite mana of any color. That you can use to cast creature spells. Right, which is why they run Genesis Hydra, which is two green and X. When you cast Genesis Hydra, reveal the top X cards of your library. You may play a non-land permanent card with converted mana cost X or less from them uh, onto the battlefield, then shuffle the rest into your library. It enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. So you make infinite mana, play Genesis Hydra, tutor through your deck for any creature that you, or anything that you want and put it into play. Usually it's going to be like a Tide Spout Tyrant. So... Um, you know what surprises me about this deck? Yeah. That it took first. Really? <laughs> this deck, you clearly have never played against this deck then. <laughs> this deck is brutal. <laughs> I have not played against this deck. Oh, uh, I know this deck all too well because this deck uh, beat me from a winning in in a dual land tournament I was in a little while ago. Really? Yeah, we were playing for a tropical island. Winner got a tropical island, loser got a Badlands, and... I walked away with the Badlands. <laughs> you know, I actually need a Badlands. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, this deck is brutal because... So I was playing Bug at the time, and this deck destroys Delver decks. Absolutely destroys Delver decks. So it's like Elves, where it went out of nowhere with that combo we just went over. 
but it's also one of the most resilient fair decks in the format because guess what? Mist Hollow Griffin doesn't die to anything. So, can't abrupt decay it because it costs more. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. So I'm like, alright, well that sucks. I'll source the plowshares it. Oh, you <laughs> cast it again. Well that's no good. Alright, I'll block it with my Delver. Oh, you exile it with Deathrite Shaman, gain two life, and then play it again? Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, that is kind of fucking cute. <laughs> it blocks Delvers for days, and it never dies. It just keeps coming back and back and back. Um, mm. You know, from what I know, what my experience is, the way you beat the deck is that you interrupt their mana source. If you can kill the Deathrite Shamans and the Birds of Paradises or Noble Hierarchs, you can usually do pretty well, but they are just so resilient. It's a fair, it plays like Bant, it's a very fair deck that just beats you down and kills you, and then also has this combo piece of it that can just win the game out of nowhere. I've also seen it where it runs Emrakul. They make infinite mana and then cast Emrakul. Sure. So. And it seems like, I mean, you know, we were talking, no, maybe not, huh? Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that wouldn't fit into this. What was the fucking thing we were talking about? I have two of them. The green, demo- the green and white demonic tutor, tutor up a legendary creature. Uh, time of need. That's it. Yeah. That's uh, it's just green. You know what? Actually, I mean, I, I guess I'm. Did, what did I say? Oh, did I say green and white? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, green and colorless. Um, well, what it you, does run is manipulate fate. You know what I'm surprised about though is, uh, wait, where the fuck is manipulate fate? It's uh, one colorless, one blue. Search your library for three cards, remove them from the game, then shuffle your library, draw a card. I don't see that. It's on this, the last spell. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, they can also just exile the Mist Holographins and then just play them. <laughs> so it Manipulate Fate can also just be draw three cards that happen to be Delvers. You know, they're Delvers that cost four mana to cast, but they're Delvers. <laughs> Hmm. Jeez, I'll have to take a look at Manipulate Fate. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a way to... <laughs> oh, with uh, Pull from Eternity, if you want to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an alternate Entomb setup. <laughs> that is a really bad Entomb. <laughs> it is a terrible Entomb. At least this card replaces itself. <laughs> How many Entombs do you want to fight over? Eight of them? Just throw yeah. it up. Yeah, but it's a two-card combo to get a card into your graveyard, which you then have to combo to get into play. <laughs> I mean, go for it. <laughs> but Manipulate Fate works really well in this deck. Hmm. Um, so I am happy. You know, Food Chain's one of those decks that's been on the fringes for a while, and it's cool to see it, uh, you know, take first place. Jeez, this is, uh, this is kind of a funky list. So it, I'm actually not that far away from building it either, just to fuck around with it. Oh, I like how you go from, I'm surprised this deck takes, could take first, to, oh, I kind of want to build this deck now. <laughs> it's not that I kind of want to, it's that I at least can give it a shot and see what I think after playing it. It is it is really good. It just destroys Delver decks. If you, if in your local meta you are having trouble with Delver decks, you just can't seem to beat it, play Food Chain. <laughs> hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. Wow, so yeah, that was actually... Jeez, oh, uh, I can't really tell what the hell I'm looking at with those. Um, <laughs> no, this, I'm, I'm just looking at like the number of Miracles decks in that top 16 of that tournament. Yeah, just destroyed Miracles. 
Hmm. Wow, what the hell? Holy shit. This has been some really fucking cool looking... Tur- uh, this seems like there's a lot of legacy tournaments going on in Japan, too. Yeah, did you see Star City Games announced that they're going to start doing... Uh, or I don't know if they're doing them, but they're like sponsoring Japanese tournaments. No, I didn't... Yeah, I saw that. If you look on Star City Games' um, you know, calendar, they posted a couple events in Japan. Okay. I, actually, yeah, I did hear about it a little bit, but I haven't... Uh... Man, I've been so wrapped up with all sorts of stuff. I got, I got so much stuff going on at work. Ah, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit closer to home. Uh, before I rudely interrupt you with uh, food chain, you wanted to talk about uh, the most recent SCG, though, right? Um, not not terribly. I was just curious if you saw anything about Baltimore. Well, I just thought it was interesting that the top eight was almost entirely devoid of blue. Did you see that? Only Bug Delver snuck in at 8th place. The rest of the top 8 is non-blue, which I cannot remember the last time a top 8 has not had a blue deck in it. You know, this one came close, wasn't quite there, but Mm -hmm. it's still pretty interesting to see that the meta in this area is very, you know, non-blue centric. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Painter, Lands, Maverick, and also the Painter version wasn't even the blue version, it was the red-white version. Yep. Yeah, I think... Don't they call that Strawberry Shortcake? Yeah, Strawberry Shortcake. I was talking to uh, James Keenan about it, and then uh, Bob mentioned it on the Facebook group. But yeah, I think it's really cool because it gets run in Lighting Tutor. (laughs) In Lighting Tutor for Blood Moon is usually pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Um. Plus, the only dual lands it runs are Plateaus. Good to see those Plateaus getting a little love. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> the fucking price of Plateau is... Uh, Arid Mesa is more expensive than Plateau. Let n- that sink in. <laughs> no, I was actually just considering the price of, like, unlimited fucking or beta Plateau. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want to pay $1,500 for a, uh Alpha Plateau... No, I really don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to be casting that black border swag? <laughs> Fuck. Man. Um, what else? So, yeah. So, it was, I think, it was, I was, I almost fucking went down to Baltimore, too, just to play, but. Yeah, I know you were thinking about it. I was thinking about it, too, but then I realized it was not going to happen. Nah, it's, it sounded cool, but I was content to stick around. Um. I'm still looking forward to Worcester, and now I kind of want to get some fucking decks together. I got... Ah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I want to build. I went down to Wonderland earlier, and I saw Jake, and um, picked up a couple of copies of uh, some just, like, cheap commons that I was kind of looking for. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I got to find this... I got to find this list again so that I can get an idea as I put it together, but... When, when, uh, actually, you know what? I had a link for it in here. I, sh- I still gotta put up a link to the last episode, too. He was asking me for a link for, um, he was asking me for a link to the cast. Mm-hmm. But, when I was talking with Bob, um, there we go. Where the hell is it? Uh, when I was talking to Bob, he gave me a, um, he kind of, keyed me in on somebody that's from down around his area that's playing he said he was playing Tinfins and I, I didn't want to debate it 
really. Um, <clears throat> but the uh, yeah, Romario Vidal was uh, the guy's Twitch channel that plays. Um, you know, he said he plays Tinfins, but I think what he's actually playing is Burning Reanimator. Mm-hmm. And Burning Reanimator is similar. Um, funny anyway. Yep. I just wanted to see if I can find his list because, uh, damn, I'll have to look it up again. Um, but he uses Meltdown out of the sideboard. And, and what like, is that's the destroy all artifacts? Meltdown is fucking awesome. I was watching him and I'm like, holy shit! And like, you know, Burning Reanimator versus Tinfins. Burning Reanimator will use LEDs. Uh, only four Shallow Graves, no Gorio's Vengeance. Okay. Um, you know, and Bob said he was playing Gorio's Vengeance. I'm trying to remember the other list I was looking at, but the uh, it uses Burning Wish instead of Gorio's Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And it allows a wish board that actually has main deck answers to most things. Uh, like, you can Burning Wish for Void Snare. Right. You can, but you can, like, Burning Wish to the sideboard for Meltdown and get rid of Trinospheres and Chalices and every other thing. Is Meltdown, it destroys all artifacts and it's, like, two colors and a red? Uh, Meltdown is one red and X. Oh, okay. Not the one I was thinking of. It's destroy each artifact with total casting cost X or less. Ooh. So you melt down for four, and you get rid of a Trinisphere, a Chalice, and a Pyther Needle. Yeah. And you could do it to the sideboard and get rid of Grafdigger's Cage. Um, It's really... um, So I wanted to go pick up a Meltdown anyway. Mm -hmm. And and a Void Snare. Just because... uh, I don't even remember if I saw Burning Rain using Void Snare, but at this point, I'm also like, Tess was so much fun to play. You know, Ant, Ant I, I didn't really do, I didn't really enjoy as much, but Tess uh, was a fucking blast. Um, so I'm tempted to put Tess back together. Yeah. And uh, so actually when I ran into Jake too, he's uh, he's been looking for a Grizzlebrand. And, you know, I've got... I got Grizzlebrand, um, but I was going to make him up. I'm going to try to make him up a nice fucking proxy or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy anyway. But the, um, yeah, so. Nice. Yeah, so I got a few decks. I got a few decks together, and I really wanted to fucking play Sunday, and I couldn't make it down there in time. And then when I got down there and saw the number of people, I'm like, I should have just, I should have just taken a first round loss and sat down and played. I still would have got it four <laughs> rounds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, I might have actually, you know, if I went out good enough, I might have even fucking played more. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed to get there next week. I'm gonna probably spoil, spoil my chances against all the. Actually, I'm not even gonna say what I'm playing. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn it! I already said it earlier. I'm gonna be playing Bug. Get some practice in. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got and you've got Dark Confidence to put that version together anyway, right? Yeah, I'm only running two Dark Confidence, so I got two extras if you wanna if you wanna run it. Um, I know you don't like to borrow cards. <laughs> that was exactly where I was. But I have two Confidence that are open for you if you need them. I appreciate it. So I so I went down there and I picked up Meltdown. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things. You know, now now that I got the printer set up, now that I got my computer set up, I can start. I haven't been able to touch a fucking magic card in over a week. Yep. <laughs> like, you know, it's a good thing that 
with all that snow and shit that I put six decks together because I could just like grab a different deck and go play it. Yeah. But one of the things that I have the most fucking fun in is actually putting the deck together. You know, brewing it, card selections, all that shit. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I love that too. It's that was uh what I was talking to Bob about was the difference between uh you know him and the stifle builds a, bu- a bug. So it's you can choose a deck, but that's definitely not your last choice. You know, there's there's so many different components to it to to really make it your own. Oh yeah, yeah. Like even like I showed you that sneak and show deck I was playing. You know, there, there was no Jace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seemed, and there was actually, you know, and I played that deck and it, it did good and everything, but I still don't like the fact that I played a deck that absolutely has no fucking way to deal with a containment priest. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's just, I can't, because I'm thinking about it, like, I can't cast Grizzlebrand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a little difficult. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, so I don't know. So, I mean, that's, that's, I, I put the deck together, but I didn't put my version of it together. But. Yeah, I'm putting together sideboards for Bug right now, and there's a couple slots where I'm, I'm debating on. Wait, what are you debating? Well, James of Mephistopheles. Sideboard? Why not main? Uh, yeah, I mean, you would have run that main, because it hurts your, you as much as it hurts your opponent. You would basically want to side it in for the matches that are going to hurt them more. Like, uh, you would side it in for, like, Miracles, Sneak and Show, basically... Why does, why does it hurt you? Because you run Brainstorm and Ponder. Oh, you're playing Ponder? Yeah, oh yeah. Just to make sure you flipped over? Yeah, I mean, but that's that's pretty standard. Almost every bug list will run for brainstorm, for ponder. Oh, I'm just thinking like, chains and dark confidence seems pretty fucking. Yeah, good. that's a great combo, and also chains and uh, dig through time is also good. Yeah. So yeah, those those work really well. It's just you you kind of have to run brainstorm and ponder to you know, like you mentioned, flip Delver, and also just to cons- you know consistently hit your uh, your threats. Okay. So you would definitely side it in against the decks that it really hurts, like Sneak and Show, uh, basically combo decks, uh, Reanimator, uh, Miracles. Um, so those are the decks you would bring it in, but I'm just debating whether it's worth the slot. But mm-hmm. It's also Chains Mephistopheles, and I love that card to no end, so it's probably going to find a slot regardless, <laughs> even if it's not the best decision. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to run Tower of the Magistrate, uh, I know, I know you're a fan of that, but you have not seen it in action. I haven't, I haven't. <laughs> it's because um, Batterskull is one of the most difficult uh, cards for Bug Delver to deal with, because it can't be Abrupt Decayed, and it can block Tarmogoyfs all day, and gain life while it's at it. Hmm. So Batterskull is really difficult for um, Bug Delver to deal with, and Tower of the Magistrate's a great answer for Batterskull. Hmm. Um... Now, I th- I'm sleeping up a divert right now, so that may make the cut. I don't know. It's mostly for the mirror match. Um, or and basically any match against what's reversing uh, Abrupt Decays. Okay. And then, you know, there's the, the standbys. Golgari Charm, Disfigure, Cross and Grip. Uh, I think Submerge is pretty well positioned right now. Um, basically, hmm. the, the two decks that I really think you have to worry about in the meta right now are Bug Delver and Miracles. I think those are probably two of the best decks in the meta and are probably seeing the most play. Yeah, and it seemed that way before Treasure Cruise got printed, too. 
Yeah, definitely the meta's reverting back to kind of what it was before Treasure Cruise was printed. Hmm. Yeah. So let's, uh... So it's going back to before Treasure Cruise. And... That's unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Uh... Because neither of those decks lets Combo through, except for Sneak and Show. Yeah, but Combo was doing better before Treasure Cruise was printed. When Treasure Cruise was printed, Combo got pushed, you know, out the door. Really hard for Combo to operate when the Delver decks can refuel their their hand as quickly as they do. Yeah, with their counter spells, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Treasure Cruise leaving is definitely better for Combo decks. Hmm. Which is funny, because it seemed like Treasure Cruise should have been more in combo decks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do times worth, you know. Yeah, I, I just, I still, I should probably put Omni Show together, because I haven't given Dig Through Time enough, enough play, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know a lot of guys like Dig Through Time in Sneak and Show, and when I tried it, I wasn't a huge fan, and then I, the last Sneak and Show I put together, I didn't use it either, um... It would have been a good chance to kind of test it out, but it's just, ah, I just, I struggle with it. I don't want to, I don't want six cards in my grave. I want to combo out faster than that. (laughs) Not fast enough. (laughs) It seems like, really, it seems like the best combo deck for that card is Omni Show. I think Omni Show is fucking scary with that, because you set up your combo or you combo out with it. Right, exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's very much one of those cards in Limbo where it doesn't really have a home, but everyone wants to give it a home. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm flirting with it in Bug Delver, too, because you want... Because Delver wants eight drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Dark Confidant doesn't really want <laughs> Uh, but you, there's definitely those situations where you need to specifically find a threat or specifically find an answer. Yeah. And Dig Through Time can work really well in that those situations. Um, it also, especially post-board, because you're running a lot of silver bullets in your sideboard, and you need ways to find them. Um, <laughs> if only they weren't such a not-combo, a nombo, Dark Confidant, Dig Through Time, and Chains of Mephistopheles would be awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, when you flip the Dig Through Time to Dark Confidant, you're not doing so well. No. <laughs> Man, um, what about a flashback? There's really fucking nothing in this set that's interesting. When's, um, what are the other fucking products coming out? Is uh, there any... Uh, Mac do- or- I, I think I saw someone posted a figure that uh, we're getting, like, six sets in the next... Uh, uh, what is it? I think it, it's in the next six months. Oh, in the next six months, we're getting like four sets. Because of Modern Masters, but I mean, that, like, I know that's the last core set. Then so they're going to start doing multiple fucking expansions a year, right? Or some shit. Yeah. So in the next six months, we're getting Dragons of Tarkir, Modern Masters Two, Origins, and then the first set of of the next block. So 
just a whole bunch of sets coming at us really quickly. What do you think about the recyclable packaging for fucking Modern Masters? <laughs> uh, cardboard Cracked, I don't know if you watch that at all, but they do, uh, you know, like, stick figure comics about magic. Yeah. That are really funny. Um, they had a really funny comic where it was, like, two people, and it's like, oh, the new packaging's gonna be, like, completely recyclable, it's, it's gonna be great for the environment, and then they open the, the pack, he's like, where's the new pack smell? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess with the recycled products, it, it doesn't work anymore. No! <laughs> I'm actually, you know, somebody kind of had a good point, too. I'm kind of curious um, how the new packaging will affect the condition of the cards over time. Oh, you mean you think it's going to be more likely for cards to get damaged in yeah. packaging? Yeah. Um, that's an, I don't see that happening because while Wizards doesn't really care that much about the... Um, you know, condition collectability of cards that are already out there. I think they do care on a product quality level about cards that are being sold. Because if people buy packs and the cards they open are, you know, damaged, they're not going to buy packs. They're going to return packs. It's going to be a nightmare. So I definitely think Wizards is putting the packs through a lot of quality control before they make that change. Have you seen... Uh, in paper, do you know what the fucking price of Force of Will is right now? Uh, like 80 bucks. Now, I... Alright, keep in mind, I always reference Star City Games. Okay. Do you know what the price of Force of Will is right now? So what is Star City Games trying to sell Force of Will at right now? <laughs> I, I would say I would say what they're selling them at, anyway. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's gonna be suckers. <laughs> $120. Damn. That... Come on. That, how are they getting away with that? What do you mean? I'm checking TCG player. Like, I mean, there are there are suckers who buy from Star City Games, but I mean, that, if if it's that difference, people do know there are other places to buy from. Uh, yeah. Let me check out. Ooh, uh, early shout out. Uh, Echo MTG. Uh, they are a uh, finance. Uh, group on Twitter about Magic Finance. They came out with a really sweet app called, uh, you know, called Echo MTG. That's probably my favorite app for looking up prices. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's two dollars, but it's well worth it because it also comes with a life counter. Oh, I'll have to not check that out. Oh, come on, two dollars, <laughs> two dollars, dude. Have, have you seen my base in Clash of Clans? <laughs> oh my god, no, no. I'm, I'm, I joined the clan again. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. If you haven't seen my base, take a look at my base and then realize I haven't spent $1 on that game. Yeah. I haven't spent <laughs> anything on it either. Oh, you uh, haven't? No. But oh, okay. I thought you were buying gems at one point. But, no, I was never buying anything. I don't I don't really do that with, with games. But I will spend $2 for Echo MTG because this app is sweet. Like, you know, I, I do a lot of stock trading, and it reminds me of a stock trading app. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I saw... I saw uh, you mentioned something, Brad's like, is that what you do at work? And I'm th- and like, I almost, I almost commented back, like, yes, I do believe Jerry does look up gold prices at work. Uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just, all right, how about this? We'll do a little game oh, here, Jerry. Wow, okay, sorry. Just to interrupt real quick. Force of Will on TCG Player, which is the Echo MTG app is based off of, is that mm-hmm. $110. Yeah. When did that happen? <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but let's play a little game here, Jerry. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna say some cards. Yep. You tell me the SCG price. The SCG price. Okay. okay. SCG. 
Stoneforge Mystic. And this is just guessing off the top of your head, yeah. Um, I know it was up to 30. Uh, I know it dipped back down, so I'm going to say 2799. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 3369. Get out, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's gone up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chalice of the Void. So that one's real tricky because that spiked when uh, Treasure Cruise was out and people were buying Chalice of the Void to hate out Treasure Cruise. But then Treasure Cruise got banned and I saw it plummeted like 20%. But I wouldn't be surprised if Star City Games was still trying to gut the price on it. So I'm going to go $15. Okay, are you going 15 Mirrodin or Modern Masters? Oh, damn. Um... I'm going to go 15 Modern Masters, 20 Mirrodin. Okay. Uh, 21.15 in Mirrodin. Oh, okay, close. And 19 out of stock in Modern Masters. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of another. Oh, how about this? Now that we have Grizzlebrand as a GP promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, what is the price of Show and Tell? Oh, see, I was all ready to go with Grizzlebrand prices because I just looked at those the other day. <laughs> um, Show and Tell, Show and Tell's been dipping a lot. You know, at, at that Z, I saw them in the case for like sixty bucks, which I was shocked at. Okay. Um, but you know, Star City Games has a bit of premium attached to it, so I'm gonna go with seventy-five. Original, original Urza Saga, sixty-five twenty-nine. Sixty-five twenty-nine. Oh, I guess Star City Games is in in line with their prices for once. How about Sneak Attack? Sneak Attack, Judge Foil, or regular? Uh, regular. Uh, regular. I'm gonna go with fifty-nine. Oh my God, Jerry! What? Fucking twenty-one cents away. Twenty-one cents. Damn it. No, Fifty-eight seventy-nine. That's fucking good. Is that sale? Is that sale price? <laughs> that's that's near mint. Fifteen left. Uh, nice. How about what about Jace the Mind Sculptor? Ooh, I haven't looked at Jace prices in a while. And we'll um, go World Wake. World Wake like, non-foil. Yeah, because I know they had a sale a little while ago where they were selling the from the vault ones for like eighty nine bucks, which I considered picking picking up a couple of those as just an investment. Um, I'm gonna go with a hundred flat. <laughs> one penny away. One penny away. Good fucking job. Good job. <laughs> wow. How's how's this? Uh, besiege you who shelters all. <laughs> well, I just bought one the other day. <laughs> okay. But I did buy the from the vault foil one. Okay. Um. Well, what did you pay? I paid eleven dollars for it. Okay. And where did you buy that? Uh, TCG player. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I don't overpay for my cards. All right. Well, then. All right. Let's <laughs> let's let's do this. So, from the vault realms, besiege you shelters all. How much at Star City Games? Mm, Fifteen bucks. Nine dollars ninety nine cents. Damn it! <laughs> so nice, it's nice that you don't overpay for your cards as you overpaid for your cards. Ah, uh, that was a while ago. Prices fluctuate. <laughs> Prices fluctuate. Well, I, I, I will put it this way: so, uh, Besiju shelters all champions of Kamigawa eleven fifteen. Okay. Foil nineteen ninety nine. Mm, gotcha. From the vault realms ten bucks. Ten bucks. All three out of stock. Ooh, that's interesting. Isn't it? <laughs> that's real interesting. 
Uh, but yeah, those those parts, some of them were surprising. Um, you know, I, I didn't think that they would have gone that cheap on Show and Tell, but at the same time, Show and Tell is not really popular in the meta right now, so I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of people are cashing in their Show and Tell decks. Wait, that, that makes no fucking sense to me. Yeah, but there's a lot of things people do that don't really make sense. Like, yeah, I want to buy it high and sell it low and then complain the format's expensive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How's... All right, Jerry. Um, wow, is that fucking crazy. What's the price on Omniscience? I saw that, like, spiked up. <laughs> like, I was shocked, and I was really... So, I, as, I sold mine at, like, $5, and I'm kicking myself, so I'm... So as Show & Tell goes down, what's the price of Omniscience? Uh, I was kicking myself the other day, because I, I sold mine at 5 and I saw that they were up to, like, 12 but that was, that was, like, a month ago, so... 20 bucks. I'm going to go with 20 bucks on omniscience. Out of stock at 15.69. Ooh, so Now, the foil is out of stock at 49.99. Damn. And I bet they probably haven't got omniscience in stock in a while cuz that's not really a card people uh sell to them that often cuz it's that's a card that sits in people's trade binders. That's a card that people that's remember a- being a bulk f- rare and they just have them in their bulk rare boxes, and they don't realize that it's like a $20 card. Uh, it was a bulk mythic. <laughs> yeah, a bulk mythic. Bulk like, mythic. Like Mist Hollow Griffin. The only difference is Mist Hollow Griffin just took first place, and Omniscience is worth more. Yeah, so people listening at home, if you have a, a shop in your area that just has, like, bulk rares and boxes that you can just pick through and try and find gems, uh, Omniscience is one of those ones that you, you should be on the lookout for. Round two pairings have been posted. So yeah, um, you wanna you wanna wrap up? Yeah, we can do it in a second. Yeah, before we uh, before we close that out, what's do you know what the price of the foil grizzle brand from Avison Restored is? It's been ticking down. Every GP they hold, it gets cheaper because just you know more come into the supply. You know. When it for, the, after the first GP, I looked into getting them, but they were like forty bucks. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait. And then, sure enough, a month later, they were down to like thirty-five. So I wouldn't be surprised if now they were sitting around thirty. Of what the uh, foil Avison restored? Crystal oh, Rack? foil. I'm sorry. No, I'm talking the promo versions. Okay. What's the foil Avison restored? Um. Oh. I have no idea on that. I'm gonna guess eighty bucks. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Ninety nine. It's still that high even with the promo. Damn. But they are uh, the Grand Prix promo Grizzle brand. Mm-hmm. Star City Games is out of stock at twenty. Out of stock at twenty. Oh, that's good to know that they've come up. That's probably my buying point for the promo ones is twenty dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah the I would do that. Non foil ones are what like eighteen bucks. Yep, seventeen sixty nine. Yep. Seventy, yeah. So I would say twenty bucks is the buying point for the Grand Prix versions, mm. uh, um, especially because I don't know if I'm going to play in any Grand Prix this year, or at least the season they're giving away the Grizzle brands. So I may just buy those out of pocket. What is? Uh, well, really fucking surprising, man. Like elves as cheap as that deck is, you know. Aside from like if you actually played it with Gaia's Cradles and shit. Mm-hmm. 
even the little elves are starting to become a lot. Oh yeah, they're all like even even when cards are only like five bucks, when you have to have a playset of them and there's a bunch of them, they add up really quickly. Wow, dude, you know what the fucking jeez. <laughs> I should play elves more often. I just started like, I just looked at what the Japanese gay as cradle goes for. <laughs> you know what the Japanese gay as cradle goes for? That I have no idea. Fucking I'm, too, too much. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna guess six hundred dollars. The Japanese gay as cradle? Yeah. It's not foil. Not foil? Alright, let's go, let's go three hundred. No. No? No. Foreign, foreign cards always throw me for a loop because they can literally be anything. Yeah, they can be. It's it's one ninety seven ninety nine. Ah, oh, that's cheaper than I thought. Uh, for a while, English ones were like two fifty, but I know those have come down. Those are one seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, those those have come down a bit. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. What, what, what the hell else in Urza Saga was just busted? Uh show and tell. <laughs> well, yeah, but what else? Uh scroll Negative. scroll rack. Really. Yeah, yeah. Skorak was Urza Saga, wasn't it? Was that, like, I wouldn't say, wait, would you say that's busted? That, that card's not... It's not, like... Oh, alright. I'm thinking, what the fuck is the one that's, like, mono-black discard fucking... Oh, uh, Curse Scroll. Curse Scroll. Yeah, you're thinking Cur- Scroll Rack's the one that's, like... Play with Lantex. Yeah, Scroll Rack's the one that's, like, Sensei's Divining Top, but you get to put cards from your hand. <laughs> that is kind of... Yeah, I always did like it like that. I mean, it, it's not... It has different interactions than top. It, it works right. better. It works so much better with land tax. It, it's really good because for the longest time it was it was one of, if not the only card that let you put cards from your hand back into your library. Hmm. Um. So that's right, and now. And now I guess that's been replaced by brainstorm. Right. Yeah. Because it got print. Uh. Actually, now brainstorm was printed. Well, sure, but now like brainstorm's just one cheaper. It's easier to do. It goes. Right, right, but it was Scroll Rack is was for a long time like the go to control mages friend. Like it, before Sensei's Divining Top was printed, Scroll Rack was the artifact that the control mages were playing. Huh. Um. But oh, also busted cards from Urza Saga Tolarian Academy. Yeah, but that's banned in Legacy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I thought you were just speaking in general. Oh, Sarah Sanctum. <laughs> there's yeah, there's lots of busted cards in uh, Urza Saga, but as far as ones that are still legal. Yeah, Sarah Sanctum. I wonder what that's at now, because I sold those when they fucking started going up, too. Yeah, I pro- probably not that much because we're out of the enchantment block. It was going up because we were in the middle of enchantment blocks, and everyone was speculating that there would be a busted enchantment deck. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right there. All of them forgetting that Enchantress was already a deck in it, you know. Sorry, Curtis, but <laughs> isn't the best. <laughs> Man, it is, you gotta just land presence of the master. That shit was yep. fucking funny. <laughs> um, Speaking of prices, though, I posted this on the Facebook group a little while ago, but uh, it kind of spawned this whole thing where, where Brad asked me if I was actually looking up gold prices. But yes, in fact, the other day, uh, I was looking up uh, prices of gold, quoting it for a client. And, uh, I got bored and decided to do a little math and worked out, you know, these prices are a, a couple weeks old, but a gram of gold goes for about $44, and the average magic card, uh, weighs about 1.8 grams. So the average weight of a magic card in gold is about 80 bucks. So an underground sea is worth 
3.75 times its weight in gold. So if someone's asking, uh, offering you a stack of underground seas or the equivalent weight in gold, go with the underground seas every time. Hmm. So in gold, the average magic card weighs what? Because I'm not going to worry about the underground <laughs> sea. But let's see here. All right, so yeah. So go- if you find if you if you have an eight a roughly eighty dollar magic card, it is literally worth its weight in gold. An eighty dollar magic card. Okay. All right. I want to keep that in mind. Next time I see fucking Bonfire of the Dams at a peak during standard season. <laughs> yeah. You can ask really yourself. quick, trade it for gold. <laughs> yep. Would I rather have this card or would I rather have its equivalent weight in gold? <laughs> so, you know what else I just noticed? Okay, what's what do you think SAG has Flusterstorm at? Oh, yeah. I saw Flusterstorm spiked like crazy the other day. Um, I'm going to go SCG is probably trying to gut the market on them real, real fast, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were charging about $100. But I would say a realistic price of Flusterstorms at about eighty. SCG is out of stock at Flusterstorm at forty two fifty nine. See, you can't use, the out of stock prices. If they don't get them back into stock, they could be out of stock for months, and the prices fluctuate wildly because they're going on. SC- yeah, then they don't update the price, right? Yeah, they were going on TCG Player for about seventy five dollars yesterday. Okay, they are out of stock at seventy for the Judge promo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Glad I got my Fluster Storms at twenty. Yeah, and that's that's. Remember we were talking about that a little while ago to Fluster Storms. Yeah. And I just I, I always like it as the it's the absolutely say no. I mean it's it does sucks when when you're holding Fluster Storm to cast Liliana, but like, other than that the card's so fucking good. Yeah, I I almost always run it over Spell Pierce just because. The things that Spell Pierce gets that Flusterstorm doesn't get are few and far between. It's like, yeah, there's the Planeswalker. <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what Spell Pierce, you know what Spell Pierce gets that Flusterstorm doesn't get? What? Flat out countered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Flusterstorm is is one of my favorite counter spells. Yeah. It's probably my favorite counter spell after Force Will. Um, With actual counterspell taking third place. <laughs> it's probably my favorite counterspell before Force of Will. Really? Yeah, I don't like Force of Will. I don't like having to discard a card. If I can pay one and have two copies hit your fucking spell, <laughs> I am much happier with that. <laughs> like, yeah, but... I, I, I don't like Force of Will. I think it's just a necessary evil. It is definitely a necessary evil, but it's a necessary evil I wholly embrace. <laughs> 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 I, I would rather play make my land drop and then hold Flusterstorm in days. Yeah, I, I, some of my favorite hands are, is when I'm playing defensive, uh, and I have like Stifle, Flusterstorm, uh, and like maybe a Spell Pierce just for good measure. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. representing a whole lot with one untapped blue. Yeah. Oh my God, Flusterstorm represents a fucking lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, let's see. Now we are past uh, the 2014 season, and Banner Skulls were passed out all fucking year. Mm-hmm. I think they settled around $20 a piece, if I remember correctly. Which one? Uh, I think both of them. I think both of them are sitting at about $20. New Phyrexia, $18.99. Okay. New Phyrexia Foil, $34.99. And the GP promo is $14.99. Really? Did not know that it dipped down that low. 
the GP promo batter skull is the cheapest. Yeah, I mean, not surprising, but I would say... I didn't like the artwork. I like the artwork. I I don't like regular batter skull artwork because it feels, like, too 2D. Like, it seems like it's a kid's drawing. Okay. Like, there's no... There's no depth to it, so yep. it's it, it it looks like hieroglyphics almost, like it's just flat. I, Whereas, would, I can't tell you how excited I'm going to be if the fucking GP promo Grizzle brand is cheaper than the regulars. Um, for a time, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I, I, mm. If especially if you can buy it off a person, like a person who doesn't play Grizzle brand but went to the GP. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of sealed GPs where people don't really care about that Grizzle brand. Yeah. Um, I think there's actually going to be a GP in Worcester that seals, which I may just go to in the hopes of picking up a bunch of Grizzle brands. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to uh, fucking pay attention for that. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, they always tag it as GP Boston, but it's really in Worcester. Is it, is it, I'll have to fucking look that up. Is it sealed? Huh. Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure it's sealed. I'm excited for the SCG Open anyway. I, I mean, it could also be like Two-Headed Giant or whatever the hell they do those. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. What? January, February, this is March, isn't it? Oh, shit. What? Um, so, I was invited to Florida. Uh, I'd like to take a little trip and vacation, sort of relax. So I was tempted to take a week off work and go mm-hmm. down to Tampa. And it just dawned on me that that actually would have been pretty fucking dope if... Because I was, I was just tempted to book it right away, but I wanted to get this apartment kind of get set up. Yeah. Be able to leave, come back, and not, like, be fucking head up my ass. So, uh, you know, I had to wait, but that would have been fucking sweet. If I'd have booked it and, like, fucking took off today, or tomorrow, I guess, even, if I if I book it last <laughs> minute and just fucking head down to Florida for the week, I could be at GP Miami. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> GP Miami. Yeah, I have no idea what the hell the fucking format even is, but... I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still curious. Somebody posted up, uh, you know, the mention a while ago about South Florida Magic in the Facebook. Yep. They were going to start uh, posting up the link for that. I'm really tempted to fucking take a little trip down to Florida while there's all the snow coming around. Are you getting fucking nailed with the snow right now? I guess Taunton was fucking closed and people couldn't get to the Cape. And oh, really? We, we are like two inches away from the record snow. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. I mean, at this point, just break it. Break it so we can we can tell our kids, our grandkids, our great 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 grandkids. I'm, we- man, I'm 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 pretty fucking excited now. Like now, I I could care if it snows because the internet's set up, the cable's set up. I could fucking sit here and while I can't do moto, I can do things other. You know, and yep. uh, <laughs> one of those things is trying to work on a logo, some proxies. I could fucking I get. I'm I'm ex- I'm excited, dude. I'm excited. I, I was gonna make a dirty something. joke there, but then I decided to have some class. <laughs> you uh, you have class? <laughs> yeah, I know. Surprisingly enough, I have class. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I know it it was it was cool recording with Bob too, because I know a couple of the guys fucking you know like tearing him. He's fucking he was a cool guy. Yeah. We should well, pro- we want to head towards top eight. Yeah, I think that's a good segue to top eight. Um. Top eight pairings have been posted. Yeah, I definitely want to scoop Bob in. You know, big big thanks to him filling in for me when I couldn't get the internet to work. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to him. Uh, really hope he comes on. You know, some more so I can actually talk to him on the show as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ooh, also 
uh, shout out to Echo MTG because their app is sweet. Uh, definitely my go-to from now on uh, app I use for prices because their setup is like they're literally set up like a stock tracker website. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so definitely something I appreciate. Uh, what about you? Uh, scooping in the top. Yeah, I'm gonna scoop Bob Wong in the top eight and uh, John Celso because I haven't heard from him in a little bit. And also, you know, Braden Defoe, because uh, I forget, I forget exactly why we were talking about something the other day. <laughs> I feel like I should scoop him in. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we, I think we were talking about. I think he was uh, chiming in on some on some ideas with Narset too. That. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see if Narset got some play. I, I, I would like to see who does what with anything out of these fucking set because this set looks like fucking Me? steaming pile of dog. <laughs> oh come, oh come! It's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said the same thing about Tark here, and then we got uh, Treasure Cruise out of it. Yeah, which turned out to be fucking. <laughs> thank, thanks for fucking with everything. Dog oh shit. my god! <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I said the same thing about Tark here. Because that had fetches. That's true. That is true. So I, I that, it, has that anything come out of Fate Forge that has been legacy playable? Well, yeah, Brad's been fucking around with Monastery Swift Spear. Oh no, that's that's cons like Fate. No, 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 no. Yeah, Brad's been fucking around with Monastery uh, Mentor. Monastery Mentor. Yeah, but other than that, no real, no real splashes. What do you mean, real splashes? Like, nothing that came down, took a shit on a format, and said, ban me? No, I guess there hasn't been. <laughs> I mean, not that level. I'm talking like, I'm talking like, like, Grizzlebrand level, or, I'm trying to think of, you know, what was in Theros. Theros just kind of had Thoughtseize. Yeah, but I mean, Theros, Theros had some other little, little stuff. But I mean, we didn't really even get any, like, sideboard cards out of Fate Forged. Uh, I can't really think of what's needed. I mean, like, <laughs> Cage shuts down so many fucking things. <laughs> I mean, there's always there's always things that come up. And there's always new things. Uh, well, just, yeah, I mean, you gotta... I, I think a set is good if it has one or two good cards for legacy. I'm, well, sure. I'm happy with that. Sure, sure, but like, what's um? I mean, I okay. How's that one? Let's go back to that for a second. <laughs> okay. I, I saw this the other day, and I was kind of fucking amazed. What's the price of Graph Digger's Cage? Uh, eight bucks. No. Four bucks. <laughs> Four dollars nineteen cents. Okay. Does that surprise you? Um, I paid eight bucks, but that was at GP New Jersey. You paid yeah. eight for a Graph Digger's Cage? I really needed a Graph Digger's Cage. <laughs> but you just you were just talking about how you don't overpay for cards. It was the heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I really needed that craft digger's cage. <laughs> remember, remember, my first three matches were dredge, 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 dredge. <laughs> so I really needed a craft digger's cage. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what a foil craft digger's cage goes for? Uh, probably a lot. <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, that's that's not surprising. Um, yeah, I don't think Grafticker's Cage would get printed again anytime soon because it's somewhat specific to the Innistrad plane. Hey, do you have uh? Let me ask, do you have Infernal Tutors? Um, which, which one is that again? I'm blanking. That's the Ad Nauseam Tutor. Hellbent. Oh, the Hellbent? No, those things are like 20 bucks now though, aren't they? Uh, 14.75. 14.75? Okay. They had, yeah. them, they had them down at Wonderland for 15. And, 
Yeah, I, I was mean, tempted to pick them up. Yeah, they were like five dollars for the longest time, and they spiked a little while ago. Yeah, they were five. Then they went to ten. So I sold the ones that I had that I got at five. Got five back for them. And well, they were five. Then they went to ten, and then there was a buyout, so they went to twenty, and now they're trying to go to twenty. Yeah, they they were going. That's what I mean. That's my price memory of cards is I know to spikes, so I'll usually remember their their high point, their high water mark. Yeah. And then they'll either drift down from there or they'll they'll tick up a little bit more. Hmm. I want to pick them up so I can put uh, tests back together. Yeah, right. I mean they're 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 cards to have. My problem with them is they just don't really go in that many decks. And no, they don't. But they're, so, like the decks that they go in, they're fucking good in. <laughs> That is true. That is also true. <laughs> and, and Infernal, like, for you, Infernal Tutor is fucking probably a nombo with your collection, because you don't have LEDs. Yeah, I've never been on that side of the deck building. I've never really gotten into the the Lion's Eye Diamond type decks. Yeah. I was up on the Force of Will Wasteland side, because you can just build more with those. Uh, yeah... Yeah, you can. I'm still a big fan of Merfolk. Like, I'm trying to think of what's the Force of a Wasteland decks that I play. But, like, I don't play... Like, I, I... I... I've not been on the... You know, most of the decks that I play do not go with Tarmogoyf Dark Confidant. You know, my my decks are more... I don't even fucking know. Yeah, commonplace, <laughs> anyway. Elves, yeah. maybe. Merfolk. I like Merfolk so much. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Dogfish Merfolk. What the fuck that's, is Dogfish Merfolk? That's uh, my build. It's uh, it, <laughs> that's, uh, Underground Sea, Splashing Black for Dark Confidant. Oh, 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 you said Darkfish. Well, Dogfish. Dogfish? Darkfish works, too. Why do you call it Dogfish? Dogfish is uh, they're a dark fish, and, uh, you know, they make dark beer that tastes really good. <laughs> uh, dogfish. <laughs> okay. You know, Bob, Doug. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying I was like at 100 percent mental capability when I came up with this. Thing. <laughs> but uh, no, my, yeah, my problem with uh, Merfolk is that you can run out of steam if they like wipe the board or something happens. It's really hard to get back into the game. And uh, Dark Confidant really gives you that that card advantage boost you need to close games out. Hmm. And the entire deck is you know one and two drops, so that what? works well pretty well together. You know what I didn't tell you about? I didn't tell you about some of the games when I was playing Sneak and Show. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I told you, like, there was there was only 15 of us, and so prize was to top three. This was two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I ended up, I show and tell, I was playing against Bug Delver. Yep. I show and tell and put in Grizzlebrand. Yep. And I think I drew seven, but couldn't really get anything. No, maybe I didn't even draw. For some reason, I was at 11 life. And I was hoping he wouldn't untap. Like, if I... He had a Deathrite Shaman and a Creeping Tar Pit. Mm-hmm. So I can't draw seven, because then he could just activate the Tar Pit, attack me, and then, you know, take out an instant for the other two mm-hmm. to, to kill me off. So I had to stay at 11 life after resolving uh, Grizzlebrand. And he draws... And I, does, the only thing I'm afraid of is Liliana. Like, I don't want to see Liliana in an edict. You know? Right. And, uh... But I can't draw seven, because it'll kill me. And and he went to... As soon as he tapped mana and cast him to Turek, then I could draw seven. 
Mm-hmm. Then I had 14 cards in hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like so, it was so, it was kind of a awkward thing, but man, that, that deck, um, it, it's, it's not my first combo deck of choice, but damn, is that's a pretty fucking resilient combo deck. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's why people play it. When's the last time you played it? I know you, you started foiling the thing out. What? Sneak uh, oh, sneak and I thought, sorry, I thought, I mean, I foiled out Storm. I, I mean, I didn't start foiling out. <laughs> I just picked up foil copies of all the good cards. So I guess, yeah. I'm not gonna buy the foil Force of Wills, so I, I don't sure. wanna, I don't wanna get in that mindset of foiling out Sneak and Show because then, you know, that little part of me in the back of my head is gonna be like, just buy those foil Force of Wills. Just buy them. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, when's, so, when's the last time you played Sneak and Show? Um, probably about six months ago. When when do you think is the next time you intend to play it? Um, I don't think it's very well positioned in the meta right now. Um, yeah, you, you said that three weeks ago. Yeah, I still don't think <laughs> it's very well positioned in the meta. It's, I mean... <laughs> Jerry, you know it's probably not well positioned in it's the meta? It's legacy. The meta moves so slowly in legacy, but so... You know what's probably not well positioned in the meta right now? What? Phyrexian Dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's never positional. <laughs> that just because something isn't positioned well in the meta doesn't mean it's not fun to play. And fun yeah, to no, it's, it's anyway. definitely fun to play, but um, it's just it's one of those decks where it's definitely competitive, more competitive than it is fun for me. It's definitely fun, but when I play a fun deck, I'm playing a crazy homebrew deck. Okay. Whereas Sneak and Show is kind of like people have figured that list out. Yeah, there's like little personal modifications. You can yeah. yeah, 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 I mean, personal, but but yeah. still, it, it's like there's not really much of a stamp that I can put on it that gives me that really this is my fun deck of choice. So when I play Steakin Show, it's gonna be because I think it's gonna a deck that's gonna win. Well, then you know what we should do. We should sit down with our fun decks of choice. <laughs> okay. All right. So I intend to be there Sunday. All right, you intend to be there Sunday? I'm going to be there Sunday, but I'm not going to be playing a fun deck. i got to practice. Bring a fun deck. Bring, <sighs> bring fucking Phyrexian Dreadnought. Well... Not, not to play... Not, <laughs> not, not to sign up, register, and play it. Mm-hmm. Just so that me and you can fuck around and we'll play with the fun decks. All right? You bring that, and I'll bring Pain of Servant Land Tax. I already took a part... <laughs> it's like half the cards in Cloud Knot are also in Bug Delver, like <laughs> Underground Seas and Force of Wills. Oh, you should just keep them proxied up. Wait, wait, so you went out and got like those foil fucking manifest cards and like put the deck together? And, like, <laughs> I spent a lot of money shit. on that deck. I bought I bought Counterbalance and Enlightened Tutor and like granted, like they're all cards that are good and good to have in your collection. But yeah, I spent I spent a good deal of money putting Cloud Knot together for one tournament. Well, this is kind of a fucking trick, though, then. Um, how about Enlightened Tutor? What's Enlightened Tutor at? Uh, well, I just bought them, so I'm hoping they spiked. <laughs> um, I bought them at about $15 a piece. Fuck it. <laughs> I bought them at 5 and I watched them go to 10 I'm like, wow. Because yeah. that was during the en- 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 enchantment set? Yep. And I'm like, uh, I wonder if I should get rid of them. They'll probably go back down. And I see them at 12 and I'm like, fuck, all right. One other at 15 and a quarter. Yep. And, That's right. And I'm still surprised. Like you know, you were talking about that. Um, what the, the fuck, food chain deck? Yeah. Oh yeah, food chain's like twenty five dollars now, something like that. Well, I was looking at it, surprised that that thing didn't have a worldly tutor. Um. Yeah, it could probably run worldly tutor. It. 
The deck's kind of jam-packed, though. Not much space. Well, food chain is $17. Yeah. Huh. And then, what was, uh... How about... Since we were talking about it a little while back, what's the price of Fauna Shaman? Oh. Just guess. That is guess? Mm, four bucks. Nine. Nine bucks? Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> what? What's the price of Vengevine? Well, considering your reaction... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know Vengevine's been seeing a lot of play in Modern when Golgari Grave Troll got unbanned. Everyone was trying to make that deck in Modern, so I'm going to go with, like, $25 of Vengevine. You're pretty fucking close. What's it at? Out of stock at 2230 Out of stock at 2230 Yep. Yeah, people people were throwing that deck together as soon as Golgari Grave Troll got unbanned in Modern. Wow. It's uh, pretty good. I think Vengevine's probably going to be in Modern Masters 2, though. You think so? Yeah, it's it's a uh, modern staple even before Golgari Grave Troll was unbanned. Do you know what, uh, the, you know what Golgari Grave Troll is at? Um, I mean, it was basically a bulk rare when I left, but being unbanned... I that's, know, it was like a dollar when I got rid of Dredge. <laughs> yeah, um, but who knows with the unbanning, I don't know, ah, five bucks. Eight and a quarter. Eight and a quarter? All right, better than I thought. I think I have a couple of those lying around. What about Thoughtseize? Mm. Now that it's it, uh, no, it's not even close to cycling out of standard, right? It's not nah, happening. Nah, still a while. Um, Theros version. I'm gonna go twenty five on Theros. Twenty seventy nine. Twenty seventy nine or twenty seven. Twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I bet Lanawar is still like thirty five. What about Meta Vault? Mutaval? Oh, those are super cheap. I think those are... Wow! They're they like? fucking super cheap. Yeah, I think they're like 8 bucks. Now, last time I checked. Eleven seventy. Eleven seventy? Okay, they're ticking back up. That's fucking... That's... I'm... I'm surprised to see Mutaval below 15. Yeah. Like, those... These lands... These... these stand, same thing with Cavern of Souls. They'll tick down to like $5 is usually their bottom... And then f- once they hit $5, they just start ticking back up over time, and then they, they get pretty pricey. Wow, you know what Kevin of Souls is at? Uh, what, like 15 23.75. Really? Yeah. Damn. How about Ether Vial? <laughs> um, I know, I'm just running over all sorts of <laughs> legacy fucking cards, man. 20 bucks. Darksteel, 26.52. 26, nice. Fucking crazy. Right. I, it's it's good to it's good to keep my uh my wits about the cards that are yeah staples and legacy. Every every time every so often it's really good, especially for cards in your own collection, to just kind of run through the prices and check them because you could be on the trading floor and you know you can't get reception on your cell phone or you know things are happening and it's just or even my, the best case scenario is I like going through bulk rare boxes and coming across cards that shouldn't be in the bulk rare box. And because you just, you know, have an ear to the ground and, you know, pay a little bit of attention to prices, you can snag those deals. Sometimes, or, sometimes there's cards that I have in my binder that I haven't played in a while, and all of a sudden I look and go, well, I should really, you know, I got that when it was really fucking cheap. I should mm-hmm. probably get rid of that to get that other card that I've been looking at getting. Yeah, definitely. Or even vendors. Like, people have this idea that, like, stores and, like, GPs and vendors and stuff or you know, they know exactly the price of all their cards, but... They have a lot of cards to deal with and not a lot of time, and they make mistakes. And mm-hmm. 
you know, it's called arborage in the, uh, you know, finance world. It's just finding, finding opportunities to make a profit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, buy it cheap somewhere and then sell it at the same time somewhere else for a profit. And, uh, you can literally do that at GPs. You can buy a card at one vendor and turn around and go to the next vendor and sell it for a profit. Mm-hmm. I bought a Caracas, at GP New Jersey, I bought a Caracas for $110. And literally the vendor next to that vendor I bought it from was buy listing Caracuses at 120. And I saw one today at 150. Yeah, so I they're... Wonder they're go- I wonder what they're going for now. Uh, I think 150 is about right. Fuck. Jeez, I just wanted, I just wanted to get a Caracas click lock going. Yeah, that's a fun, fun lock to get going. Hmm. I still like the idea of in the draw step quick and thought sees. Click is such an awkward, awkward card to play in draw step because online it's easy because you just know the steps, but it's really hard to tip your hand without, like, letting your opponent skip through it. Especially, uh, that happened to me on Sunday against the Bug Delver player. He had a Sylvan Library in play, and I was just, like, so awkward with the click because I'm like, all right, how do I do this before he starts, you know, resolving his Sylvan Library, but, you uh... know... <laughs> Like, how do I get maximum value out of this click without tipping my hand so that he still gets to resolve the Sylvan Library uh, in a way that, you know... And it happened. Uh, I I accidentally tipped my hand with click. He was able to do the Sylvan Library res- trigger resolve because I stacked it wrong. And he basically put the card he really wanted on top and had a really juice. I think it was like a J- uh, Jace or something in his hands that I had a bottom with click. Mm-hmm. And then he drew the card he really wanted, which blew me out. Mm. So that that's unfortunate. It's kind of awkward in person too. It yeah, can't be. it's it's really awkward uh, playing click. Uh, yeah, but I was I was talking about quicken. Oh, quicken, quicken thoughtsies. Okay, yeah, quicken thoughtsies. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to do that for a while. I've been want I've been wanting to do quicken thoughtsies because when I when I was doing Omni Show before. It was really Rishadon Port that was fucking keeping me oppressed. Mm-hmm. And and all I wanted to do was speed up fucking show and tell to be instant speed. Yeah. So I wanted to quicken show and tell. Mm-hmm. And I've been wanting to do mono, uh, blue black for a while, so I've been thinking about quicken thoughts just to set that up. Yeah, that's nice. Quicken draws you a card too, right? Yeah, it replaces itself. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, so and you catch somebody inside that draws stuff like that with a, with a, where click, they replace the card you just took away with thoughtsies, they don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, pretty cute. But anyway. Yeah, getting about that time. Yeah, um, so, fuck, I already forgot who you scooped into top eight. <laughs> I scooped in Echo MTG, and I also scooped in Bob for filling in for me. Yeah. And I wanted, and I think I scooped in Celso and Braden. Yes, yeah, that's all fucking cool. <laughs> Good that's stuff. Cool. Yep. Sorry again, guys. We missed last week, but we look like we're back on track. So. Oh yeah, this fucking this this is this feels better, Jerry. I missed you. Oh, yeah. I missed you, buddy. Oh yeah, me too, buddy. All right. Well, miss the miss the listeners too. So I guess we'll see you all next week. Yeah. Take it easy. Have a good one.
Just be normal for a bit I don't understand why you have to always be gone I get along, but the trips always feel so long And I find myself trying to stay by the phone Cause your voice always helps me and I feel so alone But I feel like an idiot Working my day around the call But when I pick up, I don't have much to say So I want you to know it's a little fucked up That I'm stuck here waiting At times debating, telling you that I've had it with you And your career, me and the rest of the family here Singing Where'd You Go? Tell you, I want you to know it's a little fucked up that I'm stuck here waiting. 